0: Well hello, music teacher friends! This is Christina Whitlock, your self-proclaimed anytime piano teacher friend here, bringing you episode number 77 of the Beyond Measure podcast. Before we go any further today, I wanted to remind you that this summer I am offering an eight-session summer study for high school students who are interested in learning the foundations of piano pedagogy. I know that I am not alone in the fact that I got a very early start to my piano teaching career. But I think we can all agree that the idea of having a mentor to help you work through all the fundamental aspects of music teaching is a pretty great idea for these young teachers who are thinking about dipping their toes into the piano teaching pool. (laughs) So if you know of any high school aged pianists or even those who have graduated in the past few years, if they play at the intermediate level or above and would benefit from this type of program, please go ahead and send them the link to this program that's in the show notes for this episode, or you can always have them email me at beyondmeasurepodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That registration window is going to open soon and it will be a very quick enrollment period. The group that I will be accepting is going to be kept small on purpose just to preserve the nature of that mentoring relationship that I provide when I run this course. So, all right, I think that's that. Now, on with today's episode. You may already know this about me, But I am on a mission as a piano teacher to help my students appreciate the musician they are today, like this very moment. I have a whole separate episode on this topic, and by the way, it's one I would strongly recommend you go back and listen to. It's episode 23. It's called Cheers to the Musician You Are Today um and by the way if you're not sure how to get to episode 23 you can always email me and i will help you i'd be happy to but anyway yes it's probably no surprise to you that the road to serious music making often leads us into a pit of dissatisfaction <laughs> you know the more you know the more you recognize your own shortcomings right <laughs> And while absolutely I want my students to continue pushing themselves toward higher and higher standards, I also want them to be able to do so while acknowledging the fact that they have gained some pretty incredible skill sets already. So today, especially as the end of another school year is appearing on the horizon, (laughs) I wanted to offer you up a few suggestions as to how you can help your students recognize the progress they've made and, yes, to celebrate the musicians they are in this very moment. First up, do you have any of those students who show up for their lesson with a different collection of books every week? (laughs) As in, sure, they bring their assigned work, but then a random book or two will have also made its way into their practice bag. (laughs) Well, I happen to think this presents an amazing opportunity. Last week… I had a student show up with his usual books, but I soon realized that his Christmas book from this last December was also in the mix. Aha! (laughs) I told him, hey, let's do something silly today, and his eyes absolutely lit up with excitement as I pulled that Christmas book from the stack rather than his exercise book that he was expecting. I opened the Christmas book to a piece that had been quite challenging for him this past December, and I told him just to give it a whirl. Well, he played it seamlessly, and afterward, I just stared at him for a moment, and he had this undeniable grin of satisfaction across his face. I laughed and I said, hey, that felt a lot easier than it did a few months ago, right? (laughs) And of course, he said, yeah. And then he added, wow. (laughs) And that, my friends, is the stuff. (laughs) That's what teachers live for, right? These tangible moments where progress is so evident that even the most self-critical students have no choice but to acknowledge there's been some change. So, if any of your students show up with their holiday books this week, and I mean, let's face it, some of your students have not cleaned out their music bags in months and have been already bringing them every week anyway, well, it might be a good week to bust those back open. Of course, this definitely does not have to apply to holiday music. Any previously studied repertoire would work, I think it's incredibly beneficial for us to make sure that students notice how much easier their music from, I don't know, like six or nine months ago, how much easier it feels today. So that is suggestion number one. Review old repertoire. Suggestion number two. Well, I'm going to throw this one back to episode number 14, which was Cheers to Student Evaluations. (laughs) Yep, that's another episode recommendation coming from me from the archives today. (laughs) I believe very strongly in the benefits of written student evaluations. They benefit me as a teacher every bit as much as they do my students. Do they take time? (laughs) Yes. Will every parent read them? (laughs) No. (laughs) Can you probably streamline this process and make it easier for yourself than you think? Also, probably yes. (laughs) Again, I would definitely check out episode 14 for the specific details, but here's the gist. This week, this very week, (laughs) take a few personal notes during your students' lessons as they are there, like right in front of you, (laughs) make note of like three things they've accomplished this year. Think of things like new scale patterns they've learned, new technical concepts, growth in the way they're managing their time or their attitude or quantity of repertoire, successful performances. I mean, the list can go on and on. And at the same time, Jot down three things that you would still like to see them improve on in the immediate future. Think, I don't know, things like wrist position or attention to fingerings in the score or more consistent awareness to articulation marks, whatever the case might be. If you make those notes discreetly during the student's lesson, This is going to help you generate an evaluation more quickly that evening or whenever you decide you want to put them together. And, by the way, it's also going to be more accurate than if you're just trying to remember things off the top of your head tomorrow. Please do not overcomplicate the written evaluations. They don't need to be in a fancy format. They don't need to be multiple pages in length. Truly, if you indicate a few areas of growth and a few desired goals for improvement, you're done. I mean, finish it off with a statement regarding how much you enjoy working with so-and-so, and and you've got yourself an evaluation that parents are going to see as professional, and it's going to remind them why they're already committed to contracting with you again next year. (laughs) Win-win. Suggestion number three is the fact that I have started instituting a daily 60-second improvisation challenge in my students' practice assignment every week. This is super simple, maybe even too simple to talk about here, but I'm going to do it anyway. I have been challenging my students to set a timer for 60 seconds every practice session, and to simply spend that time making their own sounds at their instrument. Credit for this idea goes to the great Kevin Olson, who often reminds teachers of the importance for all of us as musicians to spend time creating our own sounds at the piano. I have heard Kevin mention multiple times how, as he regularly improvises, the vast majority of what he creates gets trashed. I mean, it's never going to be heard by anyone ever again. (laughs) There's no pressure on it. But the thing about improvisation and exploration is you never know when you're going to find that one motive or that one rhythmic pattern, whatever, that can spawn itself into a masterpiece. And I happen to think this process is crucial for our students to do, whether they have interests in composition or not, because being able to create interesting sounds at your instrument, you know, like learning to use an ostinato bass or the pentatonic scale or work through the circle of fifths, whatever it might be. Like, this is proof to your student that they have accumulated knowledge and skills and abilities at their instrument. We all know that improvisation has a tendency to intimidate our students. (laughs) So, I just like the simplicity of this harmless assignment. Set a 60-second timer and explore sounds at your instrument. I mean, I just think it's a pretty great way to help them get a little bit more comfortable with the non-threatening nature of this idea. The more they do it at home, the more willing they're going to be to try it during their lesson time. So I would challenge you to try out this 60-second improvisation assignment with some of your students this week. I think you'll be pleased with the results. Alright, the clock is telling me that it's pretty much that time, so let's go ahead and ponder these ideas together with a toast. Music teacher friends from all over the world, you know I could talk about this topic all day. (laughs) I can't begin to tell you how desperately I want to help cultivate musicians who are content with what they can do today. Excited about what's to come? Absolutely. (laughs) But happy with the skills that they have acquired thus far. It's so important to me. I hope this episode has inspired you with ideas as to how you can help your students look their accomplishments square in the face. (laughs) Whether it's through revisiting old repertoire, a written evaluation, new comfort found in creating original music or something else entirely, I just can't urge you strongly enough to make sure your students are reminded often of how much ability they currently possess. And with that in mind, I say cheers to you, my music teacher friends who make it all possible. <laughs> here, here. Thanks for listening to episode number 77 today, my friends. Just a quick reminder, if you click on the episode notes for this show, you will find links to my Piano Pedagogy Summer Study for High Schoolers, as well as links to episodes 23 and 14 of this podcast. I know many of us are feeling the burn of springtime chaos in our studios, so please promise me you're going to take a moment to breathe and remind yourself that you are doing just great. (laughs) Until next week, friends, onward and upward. Let's make it a good one.